0: Every day's a trap day, yes it is, yes it is. Every day's a trap day, I love doing traps. I need huger traps, I need huger traps. Every day's a trap day, cause I need huger traps. Traps, traps, you need to do more traps. Don't be small, do your traps, da-da-da-da-da. See you, bye bye. Shall we head to my favorite planet in the galaxy? The planet of good vibes. The planet of good vibes. The
1: planet of good vibes. The planet of good vibes. It's time! Alright, alright, alright. <laughs> I love humanity
0: the word you're searching for is space ranger the ham planet podcast boom shakalaka ladies and gents we are blasting off into the galaxy of good vibes in approximately five four three two and one top of the morning folks good afternoon and good evening ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Hand Planet Podcast. I'm your host, Peter Ham. And if you are new to the show tonight, wonderful to have you here. And if you're returning, happy to see you again. And as always, I love you and I appreciate you. If you're new to the Hand Planet Podcast, the Hand Planet Podcast is about three things. Simple as that. Good vibes, great people, and glorious stories. So if you're into that, stick around i guarantee there's a good time ahead tonight ladies and gentlemen is a very special night we have an extremely special guest who is very near and dear to my heart he's a proud culver military academy graduate shout out culver class of 2013. Yeah, yeah. he's a unc tar heel he went to the home of michael jordan he is one of the O.G. Fellas. He's a one. The only. Mr. Aaron Arvizu. Let's give it up. Yes. Peter.
1: Thank you so much for having me, brother. It is about damn time. What did Braun say after his first championship in 2012? It's It's about damn time, baby. Happy to be here, bro.
0: Always an honor. Always love seeing your beautiful face. I'm so are you feeling good?
1: I'm feeling fucking ready, bro. I've been seeing your other episodes. I've been seeing all the crazy personalities that you have on here. And I'm just so ready to get into it, bro. You have no idea. It's
0: been a long time coming. Well, brother, I'm going to start with a heavy hitter. Okay. Right. Oh, woo. Let's go, baby. Fire up. Fire me up. Brother, you know I know you, and you know I love you. Oh yeah. Some people in the audience may not know who you are, mm-hmm. so I want to ask, in your words, brother, who is Aaron arvizu Damn, um, that's tough, man. That's, uh, that's
1: heavy. I mean, it's a, it's a heavy question, but it's like it's so simple, right? Um, I guess first and foremost born and raised in mexico city but what really defines a lot of who i am is all the places that i have that i've been um that i have been throughout my life so first moved to the us when i was 11. uh then went to boarding school then went to school in north carolina and so a lot of who i am is the places i've been Uh, but one thing that always remains central to who i am is my family my family my mom, my brother, and my dad, they're my rocks, right? My extended family is all back in Mexico City. So everywhere I go, even though I create new relationships, I have a new job, new projects that I'm working on, I always have those people that ground me and who remind me where I'm from and who I am. And that's obviously like my family who mean you know the world to me, and I'm sure they'll come up later. Um, but a big, a huge component of who I am is... Um, the places I've been because everywhere I go, and I think this is something that I have in common with you. And one of the reasons that we've become like really good friends over the years is we always try to like maximize our opportunities wherever we're at and try to really like become very involved in all the communities that we're involved with, whether it be your community in Mansfield before you went to Texas, my community in Montgomery slash Princeton, Jersey, before I went to Culver in Culver, obviously, both you and I leaders in company B, we became very involved with the leadership there, like, we created a huge com- community atmosphere. And that's what I'm about, right? Like, that's, like, that's who I am. That's who I want to be. And then obviously, when I graduated at Carolina, um, I was a member of, you know, my fraternity, and I held leadership positions within that and helped me create relationships with alumni with my brothers, my pledge class, people outside the fraternity, and just like, Everywhere I'm at, I always want to be as involved as I can be, create as many relationships as I can be to really get the most out of those years, out of that time. And I know you can relate to that because that's honestly one of the biggest reasons that, you know, we have stuff in
0: common. Brother, couldn't agree more. It's a part of our heart, our mind, our soul, you know, every place we travel. Exactly. And and that, You know, it's a chap. Each place we are, and each uh, relationship we make in those places, is a chapter in our life or a piece of our life. The people are the pieces, but the journey is the chapter. Exactly. And you know, I I do want to say, Aaron, that's the first time I've asked that question to someone. The first one I wanted to fire it off to, because I like it. I've come to the consensus that. It's one of those sentences that we should all be able to answer is who is blank? And right. You know, I know who Aaron Arvizu is. He's a leader, an intellectual. He's a damn good public speaker. I appreciate and that, my
1: guy.
0: He's one of the most reliable guys I know. The I could go I got a whole Santa list of and you know uh, it goes both ways. Positive no, no, it adjectives. It goes both ways, my guy. You know that. But uh, I, I like that question
1: because like you can always go with the bullshit like sort of like, hey, what's the 30 second spiel you've prepared to give in a corporate setting or, you know, whatever type of uh, setting you want to you want to provide. But um, as, I, as we're getting older and it sounds weird because we're freaking 26, you're recently 27. But like as I get a little gray and a little white in the beard right here, I have thought about it a little more um, about like who I want to be, what my 5, 10, 15, 20 year plans are. And so I really have thought about like, what have I accomplished? Who have I become? And would my previous, you know, would my uh, 20 year old self with my 15 year old self be happy with where I'm at right now? And a lot of what I come to, like a lot of the results and a lot of the answers that I have is like, well, really the places that I've been and the people that I've met are really who I am. Um, So that's how I would go with uh, answering that question. And I know we have that in common. So cheers to you, brother.
0: The places where I go. And the people I've met are who I am. Exactly. You love to hear it. hundred percent. Beautiful answer. It. And you know what? I think anyone out there listening should take that quote to heart. Well, brother, love to see it. Had to come out of the gates with a heavy hitter. I, that's a big one.
1: That's a big one. hundred percent.
0: And just going off that, I know your spirit yeah. animal is a bear. Yeah. And. You know, I, in fact, did go to the Baylor Bear University. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just curious. Is there any correlation there? Because, I mean, I, I get it.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. So the bear thing. Um, what is the honestly, bear? Come from? I, the bear comes from the fact that when I was a kid, my parents used to call me and sometimes they still do in my extended family. Like they all call me also, which in Spanish obviously means bear. Uh, and I've just always, honestly, I've just always loved bears. Um, and the older that I got, and as I started growing out the beard a little more, I was like, "Shit, I feel like a like a bit of a a bit of a lumberjack. I feel like I'm uh, a little more outdoorsy. I feel like I'm a man of the a man that's one with nature." Thus, the background that I chose for this one. Um, you And are, I've just like always. You are I one love, with nature, as we speak. I mean, I hope so. I hope. So. Hey, exact. Hey, shout out Glacier National Park. We'll be there next year, um, but no, man. I've I've always loved bears, and I definitely feel like I'm trying to get one of the one of the things that I'm sure we'll get into is like, what are some of our goals that we're trying to reach this year and next year? One of mine is to definitely get bigger and stronger as I've tried, you know, as I've gone through my my journey of uh, uh, of becoming a unit, so to speak. Um, and uh, bears are beasts; they're tanks, and so I'm striving, always striving to get bigger, bigger and better because people huge huge bear guys so it is a huge coincidence that you're the Baylor bear as you're known in our friend group um, but always been a bear guy myself honestly what wait what about you though I got to know what yours is
0: I do love bears I have right. a very close deep attachment in my heart to bears uh-huh there are many times throughout my day where I do in fact feel like a live massive Kodiak grizzly bear. Shockingly enough, we're in a different part of the animal kingdom when it comes to my spirit animal. And my spirit animal is the tiger. Tiger. The tiger. tiger. Okay. Tiger. I mean, I see it. I see it. I see it. I see it. S- spelled like a normal tiger. Not tiger. Shout out tiger though. Good rapper, but. Should have kept Kylie. It's all good, though. I don't know his Kylie, uh, Jenner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Shout out Tiger. <laughs> Shout out Tiger. Shout out Tiger. Hello, guy. Um, Tigers really resonated with me one time when I was in Colorado. Okay. And I went there for a spring break trip, and you know, in Colorado, you like to look around and absorb things maybe longer than you normally would, you know, in Dallas or in Mm -hmm. New Jersey. And I was at the Denver Aquarium and there was a tiger that they had at the aquarium. It doesn't necessarily make sense, but they did. So I remember (laughs) I stood on the fence like this, like, well, I wasn't like a psycho with my hands on the fence, but I was like right up <laughs> next to the fence for like five minutes, staring the tiger right. deep in the deep in his eyes. You know, he was up in the tree, All right, or his little treehouse. It had a ni- This was a nice tiger exhibit. I mean, this was like the Ritz Carlton of tiger captivity. Love it, love it. And uh, yeah, we had a moment, and I felt like Peter, you a are a tiger. I like it. He's fast, strong, powerful. He's a tiger. So, I like him. Animals a tiger. Fuck yeah. So, on the topic of apex predators and strength, <laughs> you have been absolutely crushing it at the gym this year, Aaron. I know. Been trying, bro. Been trying. I know you've built your own gym, which has been a workout in its own. I know how that goes. hmm. Mm hmm and you've came a long way since 2020 started you know you you were never a soldier in my eyes when we were nope not at all. i was one but not a i was
1: 160 soaking wet maybe
0: ooh 160
1: i was pro- bro when i graduated high school i was probably like 160 165
0: yeah damn <laughs> i didn't even know people could weigh that much anymore <laughs> Without having.
1: <laughs> bro, you Last time you were 160, you were probably like in fucking elementary school, bro.
0: I was 160 in sixth grade.
1: Okay, there you go. Yeah, I was probably like 100 pounds in sixth grade. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Aaron,
0: scooting and booting right along. I gotta say, you have always been one of those guys who has had the trait, which is a unique gene, to have that relatability and connection to really anyone you talk to. Doesn't matter where they're from, who they are, what they've done, what their background is, what their status is. So I'm curious, brother, where do you believe that comes from?
1: Um, Well, first of all, honestly, bro, like I consider that a huge compliment because I think it's something that – like a lot of people have skills and they come naturally, but also they work to like refine them. Um, And I think that's something that kind of comes in naturally for me, but I also work on it a lot. Um, And I think it comes from like, it absolutely 100% it comes from my uh, both my parents. Um, And it's just, it's just an effort to make my presence felt and the presence of others felt on me. Right. So I want to make sure that the effort that other people are putting forward in any type of scenario, whether it be an academic, professional, corporate, like social scenario, like people put an effort when they're talking to you, right? Like people put an effort when they're giving a presentation to you at work, when they're having a conversation with you, when they're just meeting you and they're like, maybe they're a little socially awkward or they don't know what to say. They put an effort to like come up with some questions or how to answer your questions, And so, uh, you know, what I was sort of like taught to do at an early age and what I try to do now is to um, understand that everyone um, deals with different challenges when encountered with any type of um, social scenario. And within the umbrella of like social scenario, you have like basically that's like human interaction. There's so many different types of scenarios you'll find yourself in and everyone's trying their best. And so understanding that everyone's trying to produce some sort of like value in that particular scenario, you can really place yourself um, somewhere that allows you to produce a lot of empathy and a lot of understanding of where that person's coming from. Uh, And and when you really try to um, try to get there and try to put yourself in their shoes um, you're able to create a connection and, and a little bit of relatability, uh, you know, whether I'd be when, for example, for myself, when I was a camp counselor and I was trying to relate to, you know, some, some campers because they were 11 years old, they were away from home. Uh, and this was the first time that they weren't with their parents or, you know, when I was volunteering at the local YWCA uh, teaching English and Spanish to people that didn't really know how to communicate in this foreign environment in the United States, or whether it was, um, you know, leading my pledge class at UNC Chapel Hill uh, or being vice president of the fraternity and trying to relate to the alumni, right? Like trying to relate to every type of personality, every type of person that you meet. Um, like I, I really feel like it's absolutely crucial uh, to whatever like try, type of outcome you're trying to get out of the situation. And so obviously yeah. I take that as a huge compliment But it's something that I really, truly work on, bro. Like it's something that I really, truly work on. Um, And I hope it shows because that's something going back to your initial question. Like, who do I think I am? I really hope that that's something like if my friends were asked that question, I hope that's something that they would say. uh, Because I think that's something that defines me.
0: Man of the people.
1: I try to be. I try to be my guy.
0: It's a skill that takes Continuous practice, continuous uncomfortable situations that you forcefully yeah, place yourself in. It's literally a skill that is developed, just like building muscle is. You know, you, you have, have, have to, to refine work.
1: it, bro. You have to work on it, and you
0: have to refine it. A hundred percent. Yeah, you have to do things that you have never done before mm-hmm. to achieve results that you never have achieved. Mm-hmm. And you know, I just think that's. Um, something that should be acknowledged and strive for by many others. It's, it's, always gonna a, it's always going to be,
1: it's always going to be a positive, you know, like if you're working on that and if you're trying to refine that, it's really about making your life and your interactions and your connections and relationships better and those of others better as well. So it's really like a win-win, but you just have to put in that effort and that willingness to, Hey, sometimes be a little uncomfortable, but know that, you know, hopefully, in the short to medium term, it'll pay off.
0: And one trick I use is let me hear it. I try and implement it anytime I'm having a you know a meaningful conversation with anyone. Stop for a few seconds and just think in your head like I am them. Like right now, I am Aaron Arvizu. I'm mm-hmm. And just try and think about yourself in exactly where they are, exactly the state they're in, the city they're in, the clothes they're in, the Mm -hmm. shoes they're in. Of Mm -hmm. course, the shoes. Everyone thinks the shoes. Put yourself in their shoes. But I'm Mm -hmm. talking, you got to put yourself in their Dodgers jersey. You got to put yourself in their city. You got to put yourself in their state. You got to put yourself in the same amount of facial hair. Mm-hmm. You gotta hey. yourself with the same headphones. You have to be able to compartmentalize and absorb and assess and analyze exactly where they are, what they're doing, what they experienced today, how they felt, what might have occurred, and just reach out in your mind, try and grasp that. And once you can, a synergy is brought to life and mm-hmm. um, you know i always try and have that with every guest but i've been doing that I since we were in sixth I grade
1: yeah and that's again that's something that we have in common that's another reason why we're friends because you can see when somebody else is trying to do trying to do that and like that's something that uh, to be completely honest sometimes you uh, you want to be friends with somebody that shares similar goals and traits you know that you have um, right. sometimes you don't but like that's definitely, I feel like one of the reasons why you know going back to uh, some of the stuff that we talked about, that's one of the reasons why you and I have remained friends for so long.
0: Having that man of the people gene, mm-hmm. it's 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 not something we have. It's something we are continually trying to sh- strive and sharpen. And yeah, bro. I mean, because you
1: have you have to be humble enough to understand like. You don't got it like everybody else got it, right? Everyone has it to a certain extent. Some people got it way better than others, right? I, I feel like there are certain celebrities, certain politicians, public speakers, whatever, that have it way more than others. But on a personal level, you have to humble yourself enough to understand like at what level you're at and like how much you need to work on it um, to be where you want to be, you know?
0: Completely agree, brother. So that brings up an interesting thought but just... I okay. jump, jumped into my noggin. Let's is, jump right in. You know, we all come from different backgrounds. We all have different stories. We all have different circumstances that we face. We all have different problems, challenges, so on and so forth. And we all have some pain that comes with that. Oh, yeah. One theory and philosophy that I have. Okay. And this is a generalized statement is that we all experience the same amount of pain in the way that it's felt like within our body and our core but you know we might experience different things but a lot of times you know when we do experience pain and if someone else experiences pain it it does feel the exact same way. And sometimes it can be for a long amount of time. Sometimes it can be intense, but you know, everyone goes through a certain amount of pain. It's different, but it feels Mm -hmm. the same. Yeah.
1: I mean, everyone does feel the certain amount of pain to some extent though. Right.
0: Right. Oh yeah. I mean, everyone does does feel pain and i feel like ah, shit i'm this a crazy example which i hope never happens lost lost a friend uh huh you know i'd be sad there'd probably be a, a spike of just rampant emotions that keep me up can't sleep can't really think straight crying that type of pain in a brain of a four-year-old mm-hmm. maybe a toy is taken away and never given back mm-hmm. you know that same type of progression occurs yeah and um the scenario is always different but the emotion of the pain is still the same and i ain't yeah, no so you- philosopher i ain't i ain't a uh, mental health coach But, um, I feel like if you do think about it that way, in a sense, not completely, you're able to always be able to relate to anyone's pain.
1: I've really, I've honestly never really heard it quite like that. That's a really productive way to think about and how certain people deal with, uh, you know, with certain life events or certain, you know, amounts of pain differently because the pain may be the same, but as you, uh, as your experiences and your age and your point in life changes, you, you deal with it and you handle it differently. So now I definitely feel that.
0: Right. And I feel like one advantage though, is that if you have experiences almost a mirror image of what someone else is experiencing, yeah' you're able to provide them with wisdom mm-hmm. whereas maybe if you have an experienced it at least you're able to relate to them on the pain understanding scale mm-hmm. I'm with you no,
1: I really like that pete because honestly that's that's uh i i feel like i've like felt that but I've never thought of it that way
0: i think it's i think it's important too and yeah. One of the biggest things people feel, sadly, I I ain't trying to do a dark take, but it's true. Pain is felt a lot, sometimes a lot more than love. Sure. No, 100%. Yeah. If you're able to provide love to someone when they're in pain and be understanding of it and be there for them. Be a damn good friend or be a damn good teammate or be a damn good supporter, brother, dad, mom, uncle, anything. Fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you build that connection. You build that synergy.
1: No, I, I, I like it a lot.
0: Love to see it, brother. But we're good vibes here. No pain in the galaxy. No pain.
1: No pain. Fuck yeah! But always, but always, cheers, my guy. Always, but always good to. I mean, you gotta acknowledge. it. Because it's, 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 it's a fact, and the way you thought about it really makes me, um, makes me think about it a different way. So I like it,
0: brother. Good. I mean, it's something that is on my mind a lot. Is I, I know that a lot of people I love. Every honestly, everyone is feeling pain in one area, some way, some. Some way that, you know, maybe has never happened in your life, but everyone's got something that's there. They're waiting to get to this milestone and they're just mm-hmm. grinding their ass off to get there. It's just a big way you're able to synergize with people. And I feel like I
1: yeah. uh, understand where they're at and understanding that you don't really know all the pain that they felt opens up a new way of thinking how to relate and how to connect to others you know back to the point you know back to our uh our discussion about like relationships no i i absolutely think that makes sense
0: what was a experience that gave you a lot of pain um hard questions
1: no i mean we're getting into it here at the hand Planet podcast let me refill my drink real quick get 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 right into it Um, you're my best
0: friend so i have to know this we we I mean we have to get. You are one of my top best friends. Um, have
1: honestly an experience that brought a lot of pain would have to be the culmination of a lot of shitty things that happen in your life. You feel me? Because like I've definitely had a lot of shitty things happen in my life, but when like one of them after the other after the other in a short period of time um just like descend upon you and you have no idea how to deal with them and you feel a little alone a little lost confused and unsure of what's next um you really have to like look at your cards see what the dealer dealt you and like do the best with the cards that you're dealt like you have to play the hand that you're dealt uh and so I really found myself in that position like early last year in my personal life and my professional life um in so many different ways with friends, uh, in my love life, in my work life. Um, and so it, w- it wasn't like a singular thing. It was like, um, it was an absolute avalanche of just shit. Absolutely rolling and getting bigger and bigger. Oh, um, absolutely, bro. Just a shit avalanche, just like heading my way. And like, I saw it coming. Like I saw it rolling and fucking getting bigger and bigger but there was absolutely nothing that I could do um, to to make it stop until it finally swallowed me. And I was forced to like, look at my life and understand the pain that it had been caused by like external factors. And also the pain that I had caused to myself, like by my own doing. Right. Um, And that was honestly one of the biggest like inflection points in my professional life and my social life with my friends, with my parents, with my family. And it was just like a huge inflection point in terms of, um, you know, like pain really makes you understand where you're at and where you want to be. And in a lot of ways, it made me grow the fuck up and it made me sort of like understand like what my goals are, how come I'm not where I want to be? What can I do to get where I want to be? And so it, there was a lot of, there was a lot of pain involved in that. And how do you get to innovation with your personal life and your professional life and your relationships with conflict and with pain? Um, and so, to answer your question, which is,
0: which is a crazy thing, but it's so true. It's fucking
1: crazy, but I mean, it, it, is, it is what it is, you know. Um, but being as you know, as blunt and as candid as I can be, uh, twenty twenty was um, twenty twenty was a shit year for a lot of people. Um, I'm sure it brought a lot of joy to some people, and cheers to those uh, to whom it did. But uh, for me, not it. It started with obviously Kobe. Shout out Kobe. Today is 824, uh, twenty-four. Kobe day. It started with Kobe passing, right? Love um, Kobe. Shout out Block Mamba. Love you forever. Um, then Kobe had hit, and then literally this shit avalanche that we were talking about just like descended upon me. I saw it rolling, and like I started getting smaller and smaller, and Getting overshadowed by this huge ball of shit coming my way, um, and that pain into, eventually.
0: Can we dive into what occurred, or was it? Sure, sure, sure. Um, if it's extremely uh, personal, I mean, no, 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 no.
1: Honestly, it it it, it was a little bit, but it wasn't like uh, anything. No, I mean, one of the things that you have to do when you're dealing with like this type of pain is like you know you have to deal with it. Um, it started with uh with getting dumped from my girlfriend that I'd been dating for about three years. Uh, it started with work uh, not going the way I wanted to. I was wanting to move up uh, a level in the old corporate chain, and that didn't work out. Uh, and I've always been you know, ambitious with regards to my work. I started in North Carolina. I basically like sought an in-house promotion within the company that I was working with, worked my way up to that promotion to work in New York. And so I was sort of like trying to move up and up and up. But just around the time that I was like sort of dumped and didn't reach the levels that I wanted to reach professionally. Um, and just the fact that COVID hit and I wasn't able to visit my my family in Mexico. My, my grandma was turning 99 years old and uh, had a lot of health complications. No, she sorry. She was turning 100. She turned 101 this year. Uh, and we had a big, you know, event plan to go back and see her. And I, I go back to Mexico every, you know, two to three years whenever I can. Uh, but I wasn't able to do that. And that's how I really maintained those connections with my people back there. Because I have my friends, my dear close friends, I consider my family here. But when I go back to my actual family in Mexico, like that's how I keep those connections alive. So I wasn't able to do that. And that was compounded with my breakup, my work life not being... Uh, what I wanted it to and then I also looked at my personal like I had certain like uh like body goals like you know I was telling you like hey I, I wanted to
0: you A know bodybuilding keep- is huge
1: exactly bro it, it, it just I've to gotten be, my you know?
0: swollen right after breakups every time <laughs> I just go insane uh, I'm just yeah. like this. Um,
1: uh. I mean it is what it is man and, and honestly part of that that avalanche of pain that we were talking about sort of fueled me to, uh you know, quipping a vision, work hard, like stop, like crying about it, do something about it, and play with the cards. That one of my favorite lines, and I have to shout out my my best friend uh Abigail Morgan Hule. She's shout been my Abigail. girl. Shout out Abigail He's Morgan a I love her. She's a beauty. She, she will be her. standing next to me the day of my wedding. Uh, however many i have however many weddings i have she will be standing right behind me like no doubt in my mind only one um, brother only one only one but well, hey we'll see we'll see well i um, guess i got but no okay no bro, i mean well, i'll have I'll many be up people there.
0: Well,
1: exactly you'll be up there a yeah, percent, yeah. bro just like how i'll be up there for years um absolutely but it, one of the things that you,
0: wait what'd you say you will be you 100% will be. You 100% will oh, be. Oh, I, I, I thought you said, like, I won't be at yours. No, no, no. Like, I will be at yours. Oh, you will. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I, I yes. know
1: you'll have a budget. Like, you'll, you're going to have some tough decisions to make because you can't have 50 people up there, Pete.
0: You can't have 50 people up there, I'm ca- I'm capping it at 20. <laughs> <laughs> it at I'm 20. Ca-
1: bro, I've thought about it. I'm capping it at, like, I'm capping it at, like, 10, maybe 12.
0: Um, yeah. bro but, I say go big I hate the fucking <laughs> five guys standard run of the mill hell no, no I have way uh, more brothers than that yeah yeah no
1: I'm with you I mean I'll, I'll go like 10 maybe 12 it, it all depends there has to be some symmetry you feel me like you can't have like 15 and then your girl has like 5 or 6 you know something like, like there has to be some symmetry you know I'll
0: give her some um, of mine <laughs>
1: Just to share, spread the wealth for the for the sake of symmetry. Spread, spread the wealth, you know.
0: The we'll have some of the the groomsmen wearing pink standing over there.
1: <laughs> I like it. Uh, no, no, but just bro, just to finish no that point. Uh, exactly, no dress at all. Um, what I was saying about Abby, though, is the fact that we always tell each other that. Um, Uh, she's been one of my closest friends,
0: you know, for 15 years. Um, and this is uh, what, can we get Abby's full name? Can we get, where can we find her on social? Her name is Abigail
1: Morgan Huell. I love her to death. Um, she is, uh, absolutely one of a kind and something that we always tell each other is that we, uh, we have to play with the, with the hand that we're dealt. Um, she's always been in my corner whenever I've needed her. And one of the things that I always try to tell her is, uh, and you know, we tell each other is whenever it gets tough, life is gonna throw a lot of things that are out of your control. You do you. I will never forget the first time she told me, do you, live your life, handle the things that life throws your way as best you can. Because at the end of the day, life is a dealer that plays no favorites. Life is a dealer that will give you cards Absolutely randomly, and you play with those cards as best as you can. Um, and that's something that has really fueled my philosophy. Whenever I'm dealing with something, whether it be good or bad, whenever you have a good hand, you play well. You don't overplay it, right? Whenever you have a bad hand, you sit back, you relax, you analyze what's going on, and then you make a decision. It's the same way with your life. Whenever you have a shitty hand, whenever you you know shits hitting the fan, and you don't know what's going on, you relax, you calm down. And you play the cards you're dealt accordingly. Um, so just had to give her a shout out and uh, um, and oh, let you know that that's absolutely. one that, that's that, that's huge for me,
0: brother. I couldn't agree more. Spot on across the board. In the grand scheme of things, we are just some sort of chimpanzee descendant flying around well, yeah. on a big marble in the mm-hmm. middle of space. Yep. I know that's a crazy analogy, but it's true. Isn't that insane to think about? I mean,
1: it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's insane exa- to think about, it, but it's it's it's, it's fat. no, but it's facts. It, it, it is what it is. You said it because it's uh honestly it's true. Like it comes from somewhere and like I fuck with it.
0: Honestly, I I feel like it's something good to understand and compartmentalize because, especially when shit's hitting the fan, it's good to remember that, you know, we're just flying around a massive marble in space. Mm -hmm. And don't get me wrong, everyone's life will have a legacy of its own and if anyone's the biggest believer in the importance of legacy it's me but you know when things are going wrong or when shit's hitting the fan that's when you know it's good to take a step back and just say hey we're here just like everyone else let's have a little fun let's be happy Fucking on the marble anyways. I might as well have a smile on my face.
1: Exactly. I love it,
0: Have a little fun during it.
1: Fuck yeah. Um, Yo, my guy, you want to take a quick uh, commercial break? I got to get another drink.
0: Yep. Ladies and gents, we hope you're having half as much fun as we are having. At least half, bro. At At least least half. At least half. We hope you're having three times as much fun as we're having. Because, as said in Drake's album, More Life, we're having a ball. So that being said, ladies and gents, go stop right now what you're doing. Set your phone to the side. Stand on up. Go get your favorite refreshment that tickles the tongue. Go get your favorite blanket that makes you nice, cozy, and cuddly. Kiss someone you love if you got them near or if you're a single wolf. What's Gucci? What's Gucci, ladies and gents? It's your good friend, Commercial Break Peter here. Here to let you know for one reason or another, we're taking a quick break. We hope you're enjoying the show. We hope you're loving the show. And we are back to the show. I wear many different hats. Yeah. And that's part of my personality. Mm Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of demons and confusion that can come with that at times because I've got Pete Ham, the Firda man the entertainer, the guy who's nothing but good vibes. We got Peter Ham who's the manimal workout killer savage rugby annihilator. We got Pete Ham who's the sweetheart of a dad and the guy who's going to win Dad of the Year for 50 years straight. Fuck yeah, shout out Hattie. Shout out Hattie. And you know, we've got this. A serious business, very structured, data oriented, detailed, sharp as a knife, and then I've got looser than a goose. Who knows what's next? Let's Holy get fucking rowdy, shit. baby! I don't yeah. know. I don't. I don't know what's going to be said. I don't know what's going to happen. But you know what? I'm vibing with Peter, so I'm going. I've got that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's, it's just two different worlds, and sometimes it's hard. I like it. Well, I fucking don't always like it, but I'm working on it. No, dude, the fact that you,
1: bro, you do have a good blend. You have a great balance because you wear those many hats, but you do each of them well. When you get fucked up, you enjoy yourself, you have a good time. When you need to be dad of the year, you're a great fucking dad. When you need to work hard, you work hard. And when you want to have a fun time with your boys, you go fucking nuts. But responsibly so bro you're good like you have a great fucking balance brother. i appreciate
0: that it means a lot of course one, one thing that is key to having that balance is one not getting arrested it, uh yeah and two huge subliminally thinking about how your actions can affect the other areas yeah, I agree. Which my three areas have an unusual, interesting intertwining. Because a savage and a leader, plus a sweetheart dad to a beautiful little girl, mm-hmm. that's three completely different realms of life. Yep. It's a beautiful thing. We're gonna figure it out. We're still young. You're still young. You're st- you you got to figure it out,
1: but you're gonna you're gonna fine tune it, and it's only gonna get better from here, bro.
0: Definitely don't have it figured
1: out. I think you do to a certain extent. To a
0: certain extent. L- l- more work to be done.
1: Always. There's always more work. And if you think there's you're you're done, well then you're lying to yourself, or you just don't know where you're at. And that's how I feel. Cheers, I bro.
0: Cheers, bro. Did you just pour that out of a pirate bottle? Was that a bottle of loot? Bottle of fucking sangria. Sangria. Oh I was, baby. I was wondering why do they put sangria in different types of like a, a glass gallon or a, a little. Old yeah, ranch this bottle's jam. fucking. Yeah,
1: this this bottle's weird. I don't know, bro. That's a ranch. But,
0: um, that's a ranch can. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yo, speaking of getting arrested, check this out.
0: No shots. I
1: told you i in, in in my questionnaire, I told you I became a citizen literally brother, two months ago.
0: Brother, I know you oh. do That was all my that was my, I got my question. Pa- I got my passport, baby. Hey. Put it oh. in the fanny. Carry it everywhere. Check this shit out, bro! I love. Um,
1: this yeah, bro, the fact, the fact that you carry your passport in the van, bro. I've told my friends, I've literally told my friends about your fanny, and it's it's like, bro, a lot of the shit that you do doesn't fit the regular person. You know what I'm saying? Like the way you act and the way, but like it fits you, bro. Like this is no, I'm not, I'm not. Uh, very throwing, true. I'm not throwing shade. I'm just saying like it, it fits you but it doesn't fit the regular person you feel so like just know that like you are like a lot of my friends know about you like third hand and it's like a lot of them cannot wait to meet you bro i'm
0: telling you well i love them can't wait to meet them too fired up to meet them as a matter of fact 100%. and I, I want them to know that they need to pause the podcast right now. Go to Amazon. Type in tactical fanny pack. Purchase the first one at the top under the sponsored. Under the sponsored item. Never buy the sponsored item. It's always a scumbag. Not good company who's got bullshit reviews. Get that tactical fanny. Get two-day delivery. Get it shipped to your doorstep. Rip open that box, slap it on, put your passport in there, put your wallet, put your keys, put your whatever you need in there, and get ready to take on the world.
1: Fuck yeah.
0: Because the fanny pack is Ferga.
1: Pays dividends, bro.
0: It pays dividends dividends the main thing I love about the fanny pack is that I can karate kick anyone in the chin at any moment when I have it on. And just knowing that you got that in your back pocket, Oh old, old, old Bobby getting groceries with his iPhone eight max in his pocket, his cholesterol pills. And you know, 37 Viagra keys. in the left
1: pocket. Yeah,
0: yeah de- definitely holding some Viagra. He can't do that. He can't pick up his leg. No shot. He can barely walk. Yeah. It's good to have the agileness. It's good to have the... I might might have to buy uh, myself. I fucking love it. Please do. Well, one thing that's been coming into style nowadays, I don't know if you've seen it. Satchel. the the sa- the satchel and as the well as satchel they're doing all types of uh vest and whatnot. Yeah. I tell you, i tell you what though. Ain't got shit on the fanny.
1: Okay, I'm with hey bro, don't shit on the satchel though. I'm gonna ha- I would break it out it's somewhere in my shit right now, but I have a satchel, and every time I wear that shit out, I get so much shit for it. Cause I'll have a button up and like the nice pants and the loafers, and I'll be getting ready to go out, and I'll just have the satchel. I'll walk in. The pregame will stop. Music will stop. People will look at me like, Aaron, what the fuck? And I'll just be like, hey, I need to keep my shit safe. I got the satchel. I'll have to show you a pic, bro.
0: See, that's the thing. The satchel gets shit. The fanny gets stellar recognition.
1: Okay. I'm going to have to give this, the fanny a, uh, a try then.
0: The fanny invokes an emotion that says. Disney dead. Damn. If I wore one of those, I don't know what would happen. But I respect it. All right. How are we doing, good people? It's your boy, Commercial Break Peter, here to tell you that we are scooting and booting. Right along in the episode, we appreciate you for staying tuned. We love you, and we hope you love the rest of the show. With that being said, we're back to the show. I like to believe that George Washington could rep out 405 on bench.
1: Just send it. Uh, okay. I mean, I'd l- I want to believe that as well. But I think homie would be fucking.
0: Bro, George Washington, he, he was a big man. Or Abraham was- Lincoln was a horse.
1: Abe Lincoln was like a big 6'3 6'4 too, bro. He was a
0: tank. I think Abe was our first unit president of the United States of America. No, nah, dude, I, th- I think I think the first unit
1: president unit president was was George Washington because he was so tall and he was like the general of the fucking uh army he were, before he was president. He was an absolute tank. Um I love that about then, George. Right? Fuck yeah
0: general Um, president boom beast
1: uh any other units as president though like i'm thinking about it um i mean dwight eisenhower was a fucking five-star general who was you know involved in major wars before he was president even though physically he wasn't a unit like career-wise he was an absolute fucking tank right um but like physically imposing figures as president I don't think there's been many bro you know yeah I don't know about that
0: most units are doing unit things
1: Yeah, and being president is not one of them
0: huh yeah which who knows I might have a go Hey probably I not. Like, I, I'd vote for you, bro. I'd vote for you. Maybe something in Texas, the old Texas governor. I'd get it. Texas governor, bro. <laughs> get Texas on track. You fucking litty, baby. Get, get a few things in order. Everything goes like great it. though in Texas already. Fuck yeah.
1: Um, but yo, uh back to your question. Yes, back three to three plates. You. 3 plates is a big goal because once I got to 185 I was like all right we're getting somewhere
0: Making progress. we'll never for-
1: we'll never forget the first time I uh I got 225 up uh and then from 225 we obviously went to 250 and then from 250 we'll never forget the first time I got to 275 um but then and that was like very recently and now the next step obviously is 315 I wanted to get to 315 by my birthday which is in 2 months I don't think I'll quite get there, but by, I don't like that like, belief, bro. My like, God is my witness. I will get three plates up by the end of this year. 1000%. If you're watching this, if you're part of the ham planet podcast family, please check back in. If I am not check benching back 315 in. by January 1st, 2022, then something is off. I will get that up. Big lifting goals by the end of the year. Got to be hitting 315 bench, at least for one, maybe two reps. Got to hit the 5, at maybe least two. 505, 510, maybe 3, 510 deadlift. I'll, legs are strong, so I think I'll definitely hit the 500. 500 mark for deadlift is huge. So I think I like I really want to get there, so yeah. maybe we'll get there. And uh, another body goal that I want to hit right now, uh, I can dunk. I have, I have smallish hands. Uh, so, I can't dunk I I can't palm a basketball, but I'm slam basketball. dunking the
0: basketball. I'm slam dunking a
1: tennis ball. When I want to slam dunk oh, by shit. the end of the year, when I want to slam dunk by the end of the year off the dribble, is I want to off the dribble dunk this a yam, basketball. Yam nation. That's the goal. So, not only get strong, but stay explosive and, and fast so that we can yam a basketball. So, 315 bench. 500 deadlift and dunking a basketball by the end of the year. We'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll try to make it happen.
0: I fucking love to see it, brother. Oh, yeah. I, um, sacredly remember all those memories of doing each of those weights, which is a decade of a unit. Um, they were monumental. They're monumental. Right? I'm thinking
1: the I'm thinking the three plates must have been something else. Did you did you, did you ever get the four plates
0: on bench? Yeah. No. Okay, See, what's the most it. you ever, what's the most you ever bench? 375. 375? Okay. But honestly, I don't there's no need. There's no I need. Don't need to anymore. I yeah. always view it as what can I get for three if I'm doing a strength test? Okay. Or what can I get for what can I get for three? What can I get for five? What can I get for eight? When I'm going on pure power, actually, that's power. Strength is more of okay. your eight to twenty range, where endurance is two minutes set, just going, mm-hmm. just eating, just jumping at the beat. Okay,
1: I'll keep that in mind, bro. I'll keep that in mind. So I, I'll I'll keep more track of my three and five rep maxes instead of just the one.
0: And, brother, keep in mind the three essence of the athlete. Endurance. Strength. Explosiveness. Power. Power. Okay, power.
1: Okay. I just like to be explosive like Russell Westbrook
0: on the fast break, baby. Ah! That, um, you know, that... Explosiveness incorporates all three.
1: Just think about Russell Westbrook on the fast break. Just fucking like I gotta get out right now and do some fucking
0: bro. Him and LeBriz are just gonna be chopping it up. Just I can't wait
1: for next season, bro.
0: Just throwing it off the back. Woo! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Anthony go, Davis is just gonna be like Godzilla in the background, just let's eating everyone's fucking, shit. Let's fucking get it, baby. Blocking, slamming, whole
1: nine yards. All right. I know we talked about this last time you and I spoke, but well, we we've, um, we've
0: always discussed this over the years.
1: Yeah. Um, and like I know what your teams are, and uh right, I, I got one team. I know, I know. Well, no, you got two teams, you got the Mavs, you got the boys. So I want I want to talk very briefly
0: well, across all Rangers and Stars. Okay,
1: of course, of and course. Baylor, and they all like they all do really well. So like you're you know you're doing well as a as a sports fan. Um, let's talk about NFL and NBA need again.
0: the Cowboys to win the Super Bowl.
1: Okay, what are your expectations for the boys this year? Beater, be realistic. Twelve and five.
0: Twelve and five. 12-5. Okay. We have a home schedule that is softer than a bag of marshmallows. I think that's going to be great for Dak. I think it's going to be great for the organization. So you're winning the East? You're winning the East, no doubt about it. We've got a massive Philadelphia team who we'll dust off. We've got Who's your best receiver? Coop. But I mean, obviously we have three lethal weapons at wide receiver. And that's not even factoring Zeke and Tony Pollard. And that's, Dak's ankle now is made of titanium bionic steel. This well, guy has, is coming back like the Terminator. I mean, I fucking hope so.
1: And, and, and you know why? Because he's a $160 million Terminator. So you better fucking hope that he comes back as a Terminator. Hey, I ain't paying him, but I'm happy for him. (laughs) I mean, Jerry. Jerry's fucking hoping that he comes back like the Terminator, bro.
0: I'm sure Jerry pitched into the Terminator operation.
1: I mean, I fucking, I I know he did, bro. He's fucking president, general manager, and owner of your fucking team, bro. That man wears so many fucking hats. I don't even know what he is anymore.
0: He bought the team for $330 Then he won
1: three Super Bowls, and now he's the most fucking profitable franchise in all of sports.
0: Yep. Yep. I mean, hey,
1: I'll drink to that. You got to respect that. Like, I I I respect that.
0: And Jimmy Johnson did a lot of it too. Which, I mean, we can, and like, obviously,
1: you know way more about this than I do, but like, why did he have to leave?
0: Brother, it was a big deal, big ordeal. They, right. but, heads. Like, they butted heads. Could, could he not have stayed and won more? Like, what Apparently the hell? Apparently not. He went to the the Dolphins, I believe, and then went to I, – I don't know. But it, they were batting heads. I was like five years old, four years old. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, batted heads. Something didn't go right. We Something hit the wall. And, yeah. yeah, Jimmy Johnson, he was one of the most amazing coaches the Cowboys have ever had. And I know this because I do remember watching him a little bit, and I do remember his legendary speeches that they would show. I mean, I've watched him on YouTube now a thousand times, but Jimmy's just the ultimate motivator. Seriously, if you're feeling in the shit or you're not feeling too hot or having a rough day, type in Jimmy Johnson's speech. Jimmy Johnson's speech. It will get you sparked up, fired up, dialed up, tuned up, ready to attack and conquer the world. Anything ahead of you. Okay. It's, um, It's the greatest coach Dallas has ever seen.
1: Okay. I like it, bro. Sorry, uh, you were going to ask something before I got into the the whole Cowboys uh, situation. Didn't mean to interrupt. Who are your top five NBA players, brother? Top five, top five. Um, When I answer this question, I usually like, I I like to go by position. We got the greatest point guard ever, in my opinion. We're going to go with Steph. We're going to go with we're going to go with MJ at the two. We're going to go with the greatest small forward slash second best player ever at the three. Labrizi. Labris. At the four, I, I go back and forth on this, but I have to give this man some credit. He doesn't get the credit he deserves. Timmy Duncan at the four. Okay. Unbelievably reliable. We're saying clutch. starting
0: five, not best
1: five? Starting five and best five. Oh, And then wow, at the okay. five... And and at the five, we're going to go with one of my favorite players ever, bro. Like, just like he embodies everything I like about basketball, winning intangibles, defense, repping for your city. He was drafted number one overall in 1984, played for the University of Houston, was drafted to the Houston Rockets, won back-to-back championships in the 90s, right as your Cowboys were at the peak of their powers in 94 and 95. Hakeem, the dream, Elijah one, an underside center at six foot ten and a half. A lot of people don't understand that this man wasn't that big, but he was one of the best defenders. He would give you twenty five and thirteen boards. But on the yeah. other end, he would give minimum. you he would give minimum. But on the other end, he would give you two and a half steals or blocks.
0: The guy like he was, was an abso- all was an around absolute tactical game. unit, a
1: fucking Swiss army knife. A, an absolute a weapon. He was an absolute weapon of a, a human weapon. Day. I loved it. What
0: about you, bro? How would you go? How would you go? Brother, we got to go number one, Dirk. <laughs> all right, all right. I'll take my Dallas Mavs bias out of it. Number one, I got to go MJ. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I honor his legacy. I always will. I've seen thousands of hours of Michael because it inspires me. He's the best. And I know it does it for millions of others. He's the best athlete ever. Next. I got to go LeBron. Okay. He's an exceptional talent. Yeah, did he lose to the 2011 Mavs? Yeah, Champions I'm sure you love that. I'm Mavs. sure you love that. Oh, you betcha I do. Dirk, kick some ass out of here. But okay, I'll give it to LeBron. Oh, Number two. Robo, can we Hold on. Can we just talk about that
1: 2011 year? Dirk that was and the, the Mavs. most
0: amazing year of my bro. Of Dirk, my God. Dirk,
1: so it was Dirk, uh, Tyson Chandler, Jason Terry, Jason Kidd, Jason Kidd, um, and uh, Sean Marion. So that was the starting five. Karan Butler, Karan Butler, y'all, and beat. Sean Stevenson, the, bro, y'all beat the defending champion, LA Leakers. Lakers.
0: Yep. Y'all beat the Thunder, Don't, swept them, beat them four to one. We beat the and Thunder four to one.
1: And then beat the Spurs in the conference finals.
0: Uh, No, we beat the Spurs in the first round.
1: Okay, so Spurs, Lakers, Thunder.
0: Yep, and then... And then the the
1: Heat. heat. And then the Heat in six games. Bro, that is... Honestly, bro, that is one of the craziest playoff runs. Like, you beat the Spurs, who are like a dynasty. You beat the Lakers, the defending... You stop... You stop the Lakers from three peating. Keep in mind, the Lakers have just gone championship in 10 and 11 or 9 and 10, and you stop them from three peating in 11. Yes, bro. And then, and then you stop uh Wade, Bosh, and Braun from uh getting their first championship. I mean, like, that is one of the absolute craziest playoff runs in the last 30 years by far.
0: Oh, I mean. Number one, if you ask me, quite frankly. Yeah. They were a team that was destined for greatness. Brother, up. and with being destined for greatness, I think it's time for the legendary, the traditional, the fan favorite, would you rather, Aaron, Oh, let's anything hear. outside of the question is up for interpretation, brother. Okay. And I'll answer them with you. Let's so, do it. Aaron, are you ready for the qu- first question of the night? Uh
1: yes, that's a fucking loot, loot. Let's go.
0: All right. Question number one: would you rather have seven fingers on each hand or seven toes on each foot, Aaron? Hands, no
1: doubt. Depending on like how spread out they are, I feel like the thumb is one the that's exactly the advantages, bro. Like get another you can thumb, so much more stuff. Or you oh get my god, thumbs. bro! Oh my god, yeah. Hands? What about you?
0: I'm doing hands. Simply a utility approach. Yeah, bro. No doubt. No doubt. Honestly, like if I could have seven fingers right now, I'd take it. Hey,
1: let's go.
0: Let's get say, it on. Say, say less, dude. Say less, seven bro. Fingers. Slap them on seven, and let's get seven it, baby. fingers. Come on, man. I'll be doing all types of shit that other people.
1: Can that's do. what I'm saying, dude. Yeah, no, that's a, that's an easy one for me, honestly.
0: I agree, brother. Question number two of the night from my man Aaron Arvisu. Aaron, would you rather eat pizza for a year? Or not eat any pizza for five years.
1: Not eat any pizza for five years. That's way too easy, honestly, bro. There are so many types of foods. I'm a fucking fat ass, bro. If I did, if not- it's a
0: burger though, I would be, ugh, be tough. Sure, sure, okay, yeah. Burgers hit um,
1: different. I'm with <sighs> you.
0: I'm a I'm with you, bro. Maniac. I'm with you.
1: There's so many things you can do with a burger. So you can be so oh. creative. You can also uh, don't get me wrong. You can also be creative with a pizza, but like you can be so creative with a burger on the grill, with the condiments, with like the toppings, with the type of bun. Like bro, you can be very very, exactly. You can be so creative with a gator, bro. Honestly, I could do without pizza for five years. I'm a fucking fat ass. I eat so much. There is so much food that I eat outside of the pizza realm that I'd be completely cool with not eating pizza
0: for five years. I'm I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. Brother, third question of the night. Would you rather be in a Star Wars film or a Marvel film? Marvel, 100%. Huge Mar-
1: Marvel Avengers guy, Marvel Universe. I've watched one through 22. Love Marvel, bro. Yeah, I'm a fucking nerd when it comes to that shit, bro. You
0: favorite Marvel movie?
1: I'm gonna have to go with the first Iron Man because that started it all. Yeah, that was the that was the catalyst to like Robert oh, Downey. It's just a how and a half, bro. He's a fucking beast. The way he plays the character, like the character himself, yep. the way the series started and ended. With I am Iron Man, and then I am Iron Man at the end of Avengers when he, you know, snaps his fingers and everything is saved. Bro, I fucking, I fucking loved it. So that's an easy one for me.
0: The Ultimate Showman. Oh
1: yeah, exactly, bro. You said it, bro. I love it.
0: I need to get one of those Iron Man suits. I need to get a hold of Robert and give him a ring a ding ding. Let him know, hey Robert. Peter here, checking on in. How we doing, Chief? Mm-hmm. Could I get the old Iron Man suit? Ran it for a just for a couple days. Day. Just pay the rental days. fee, no biggie. And uh, you know, maybe go have a couple brewskis after Ferda. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Just okay. get back to yeah. me when you can. Talk soon.
0: Yeah, Robert's just a beauty and a half, an inspiration to be quite mm-hmm. blunt. Aaron, question number four of the night. Brother, are you ready? I'm ready. Brother, would you rather always have wet socks or a small rock in your shoe?
1: Bro, wet socks would fucking reek. Like, that smell would just be fucking rancid, you feel? So, like, I would go with the rock. Because eventually, like, it would hurt so much. That I feel like my human powers would like adapt to it and be like, you know what? We got you. And I would f- no longer feel it as an imposing presence. So I'd be able to carry on with my day. I'd be on and about. Yep. Whereas the wet socks would always be just like, I would feel it. And it would, the smell for me, bro, would just be a lot.
0: You. I'm going rock. I feel like I always kind of got a rock in my shoe. Hey, okay. it's always something. There's, a, I mean, that, so that to me isn't that bad. Okay, brother. Next question. We're going rapid fire. Fire rapid me up. Fire, fire you up, of... Let's brother, go. Would you rather win on Survivor, or on The Bachelor, or on The Bachelorette? Um.
1: I'm going to go with, so uh, Bachelorette is the one with one girl and multiple dudes, right? Like all the dudes.
0: I don't know. I don't, I've seen like a few, I don't know. All right. So
1: I know my girl, shout out Danielle. I know she'll watch this. Uh, hey Danielle, she... we love you. <laughs> hey, what's up, D? Uh, I know she'll, like I told her about this and I know she'll definitely be watching. And I know this is a great question because hey, baby. I had no say in these questions at all. He just asked these, and I know it's one of your favorite shows. Um, I would be in the Bachelorette because if it's competition and I'm competing against a bunch of those dudes, I'm fucking winning and I'm getting the final rose and I'm making that girl mine. What happens after that is yet to be said. Fair enough. We we don't know what's going to happen. But if it's a competition with a bunch of those dudes, I'm winning, I'm, and I'm getting that final rose.
0: Of course. I'd put my money on you. Let's get it. Which, you know, in Vegas, they have, like, bets, all types of prop bets on The Bachelor. Oh, th- and oh, the you know I know about that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hundo P. I'm going Survivor. I'm going okay. Survivor. Tell me, tell tell me why. Th- tell me why. Well, I'll be honest. I'm not a f- avid watcher of any of these shows. Of course, I know about them. But, um, survivor, that's an accomplishment. It's true. I mean, the other ones are about love, which is just as equally as it's a heavy, feat. Yeah. Which I would choose the survivor one. I'd rather be the dad who's just like, hey, my dad wants survivor. Yeah. Than the dad yep. who won the bachelorette. I'm with you. I'm with you. That's the old dad view.
1: No, bro, I, I like it. I
0: like it. Brother, next question. Would you rather be colorblind or lose the sense of taste? Colorblind. Losing the sense of taste,
1: bro. I already told you I'm a fat ass. I love food. I ugh. Losing the sense of taste, bro, would just be way too much colorblind. Like sure, could I no longer be a pilot? Okay. Could I no longer differentiate between a few colors here and there? Fine. Maybe I not. would still be able, I would still be able to drive. I would still be able yeah. to function normally. But bro, losing my same sense of taste would be devastating. Think about it. Every meal you have would only serve a functional purpose, meaning like you need the fuel to survive. You no longer would like eat. To taste it, that's why I say, "Fuck that!" I'm not losing my sense of taste. What about you?
0: I'm everything you just said is like a, I would have uh, done a copy and paste of that.
1: Control C, means-
0: Control V, copy paste. Let's get it, baby. Next question, which is a good one, going off that last one. Would you rather take a pill for nutrients and to feel full? but never eat anything again or eat whatever you want, but never really feel full. Honestly,
1: Pete, out of all the would you rather questions, this one one might actually be
0: the toughest. This is nuts. Fuck me, bro. Um, It depends on how hungry you are in the current moment right now. If you're salivating – just eating a cheeseburger i was just thinking
1: that i was <sighs> just thinking that
0: okay i, I love wings too much i'm going the i'm i don't ah uh, shit the feeling of know, not man. feeling full is very painful yeah
1: bro cuz like some of the satisfaction you get from food is at a certain point you'll feel you, like ah uh, All the work that I put in is like paying off. Like I'm good. Like no more, you know? Um, So I definitely have to go with that one. What about you?
0: Wait, which one would you go with? The pill? The first one. The first one, the pill, 100%. Fuck. I love Buffalo wings. But ladies and gentlemen, I'm taking the pill. There you go. Aaron, would you rather be an unknown superhero or an infamous villain?
1: I'm going to go with unknown superhero because one of the very, like we talked earlier in our conversation about humility and wanting to be a good person even if nobody like notices it. Um. And that's something that I've, of course, like I have to work on and, you know, I think everybody has to work on, but when it relates to this question, yeah, man, if I could be a superhero, even if nobody knows about it, I'm all in. What about you?
0: Superhero would never want to be a villain. A villain's a piece of shit. Yeah.
1: I thought so. I thought so.
0: Brother, would you rather have a third ear or a third eye?
1: Third eye, no doubt. Get a Illuminati. third dimension. Illuminati? Get the third dimension. Yeah, exactly. Get the L- Illuminati third dimension going. See shit that nobody if else If you does.
0: have a third eye, you can, you know, shout out. I mean, Illuminati.
1: are you, you going to look like a fucking Minotaur and just look really... I'm sure you weird? look
0: You look dusty with either.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: But with the third eye look weirder than the third ear? Yes. Um But who... I don't know what a third... I would do on a human yeah i don't know are there any creatures out there that have a third eye let us know in the comments below ladies and gents yeah i'd love
1: to know that honestly
0: yeah for we're looking for an organic species so that potentially does have a third, i think there's uh there is a fish i forget its name but um anyway scooting and booting right along to our final would you rather Of this mighty fine evening. Brother Aaron. Are we ready? Good sir. I think so. Let's get it. Brother. Would you. Rather. Be Batman. Or Iron Man.
1: I would much rather be Iron Man. Because he's a genius. Billionaire playboy philanthropist without the suit what does he have he's a genius playboy billionaire philanthropist without the suit what does batman have nothing he's just rich iron man he's a fucking genius he knows he can learn astrophysics in a matter of a weekend and he can save the world depending on what the situation is right that's that's one of the that's probably the easiest question you've asked tonight
0: what about you Honestly, I feel like for a lot of people out there it would be tough because in my opinion Batman does in fact have a little bit more badass savageness in his movies. Who wins in a fight? But well, I'm saying who wins in a fight? Who would simple. I rather be? I would be Iron Man. Iron Man would okay. win in a fight. Iron Man obviously different technology. I mean Batman's fighting the Joker.
1: Yeah. Iron Man's
0: fighting Iron Man's Thanos. Iron Man's fighting like, uh, things from outer space who have... Yeah, bro. Um, all types of fire and flames shooting out of any area of their body. I mean, it's nuts. Iron Man is different on a different he's, dimension.
1: He's built different, quite literally, bro.
0: He's built different. Built different, different sorts of talent. So I would rather be Iron Man as well. I'm with you, brother. Speaking of Iron Man, I gotta say tonight has been rock solid, sharp as a knife. One for the books, one for the history lessons. One of many, bro. One of many. One of many. Because uh, I definitely know that we have multiple episodes ahead on our docket. Mm-hmm. Because Aaron, in fact, is going to be coming to a Dallas Cowboys game. Oh, within the next cheer, few months. Cheer on the Cowboys. America's team. Best team in the NFL. Two victory, baby. And you love Let's to get see it. it. Let's get it, baby. Aaron, brother, if I was with you right now, I would give you a hug. But I can do it. Cheers, my friend. My guy, always a fucking pleasure. You know that, brother. Always an honor. Always a pleasure. Always a fantastic time. I'm glad I was finally on. Great fucking conversation.
1: You know, I want to when uh, when you become famous and fucking. Don't have enough time for all of your previous guests. I hope you give me the time of day, brother.
0: Brother. Every guest is so special to me. And that's what makes the show special to me. And I hope maybe other people out there view that or understand that. Mm -hmm. Because every episode I learn so much and absorb so much. And I feel like it is one of the ways I learn, need to learn and learn best is through having a good old chat, sitting down, and catching up, shooting the breeze. And putting life. it all out there, man,
1: putting it out, put all your cards on the table, be on the same page and shoot the shit. Don't have a filter. Let it all out. You're among friends and let it happen. Just let it come to you and let it happen.
0: Yes. Couldn't agree more, brother. Spot on. Preaching. Hallelujah. Amen, bro. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Oh, what a night. Do you know that's. Oh, what a night. We've had a hell of a night, ladies and gents. We hope you have had a fantastic phenomenal beautiful evening because we love you we appreciate you and without you and your support none of this would be possible so they make it they make it all possible my guy nothing but love and that's all you love give from me Aaron what a distinguished honor Aaron where can we find you on social or where can we find you wherever?
1: My guy, you know, it's always on social. It's just my first underscore my last Aaron dot underscore RVZU, um, love And wherever, it. wherever your audience needs to find me, they can reach out to you. Um, and that's
0: the best way to get at me. I love to see it. I love to see it. Aaron. Many more great memories ahead. Another one in the books tonight. Ladies and gents. We would like to remind you, as we always say, make sure to share the shit out of this. Share it with your mom, your dad, your brother, your sister, your cousin. All of them. Your uncle. Your aunt. Learn something new. I promise you, you learn something new. Your best friend. Your sister's best friend. Your cat. Your dog. Let them all know. Let them all know. Let them know. Because... As we always say, ladies and gents, you can never overdose on the good vibes. So have sweet dreams. You deserve them.
1: These